Welcome to the Dauru Project. We explore the universal, timeless truths of everything that is the real God. Human beings joining together for the express purpose of seeking out truth with mutual respect. I'm Ross A. Schweitzer. We all wear a certain mask that we wear out in public. At least the vast, vast majority of people do. We all have blind spots in ourselves that we aren't fully aware of. Do we wear masks even when we look at ourselves? Is there something covering us when we look in the mirror? Are we too afraid or embarrassed to even look ourselves in the eye? Oftentimes the scariest thing in the world that petrifies and terrifies us like nothing else can is what's buried within ourselves. It's a dark, empty, cold cellar in the middle of October. No light, no warmth, just an unknown abyss. Let's dive into the shadowy world of ourselves. My favorite part of Minecraft when I play with my family is discovering or building out the underground world. I love finding a cave, or better yet, just mining my way down, down, down into unknown areas where I can't initially see a thing. As I go, I place torches and mine out stairwells and place ladders, create well-lit rooms and fancy pathways. It slowly becomes cozy and warm looking, an entire underground city. From the surface, it looks like there's nothing there, but if you go down there, it's wonderful. The only thing is, it takes a lot of work, and there's myriad dangers. You really have to be careful down there. It can take a while until the dangers are eliminated, or at least diminished. In the end, it's worth it, because of all the potential rare elements that could be mined as well. Elements you can never get anywhere else that can help you make all kinds of beautiful and amazing creations on the surface world. Oftentimes the best things in life are hidden and have to be mined through hard work, sacrifices, and difficulties, obstacles that are overcome. Gold, platinum, precious stones, among other things in real life, IRL as the kids say, that are mined from the earth. But what if the most precious resource we have is buried within ourselves? How do we get to it? How do we overcome our own fear of the depths of the person in the mirror? Let's continue our little auditory journey, if you will, and keep plumbing the depths of this shadowy topic. I want to talk to, about what's referred to as shadow work. For years I was doing this without realizing it. I was working on myself and discovering new parts of me that were previously hidden. Not all at once, mind you, but every few years I would embark on discovering a new part of me that was previously hidden. The past several months have been incredibly enriching. The psychologist Carl Jung popularized the idea of the shadow self or inner shadow. He defined the collective unconscious with eight different Jungian archetypes. There's self, the center of the personality or psych, your conscious awareness, shadow, the dark and emotional aspect of your psyche, <coughs> Anima, an image of an idealized woman that draws people to their feminine side. Animus, a part of you that has the capacity for reflection and self-knowledge. Persona, the mask you wear to show the world while you protect your inner self, acting as a sort of hard shell to protect your sensitive inside. Hero, a part of your psyche that can overcome evil and destruction. Wise old 
man, I would refer to it as a wise old person, personification of the self that contains your wisdom, trickster, a childish part of your psyche that needs gratification. <laughs> I think we all suffer from the trickster part at some point or another. So to me, this is interesting because it kind of gives you a template to identify things within yourself. Shadow work can be something you may need professional help with, depending on your experiences in life, or if you've experienced severe trauma. But if you choose to try out some of it on your own, here's some things to think about. One thing that's been powerful for me personally is understanding the fact that there is a feminine energy that I have as well as a masculine energy that I also possess. I used to think I wasn't feeling overwhelmingly masculine, that I was feeling off for that day or week. A lot of that had to do with my family's perceptions of feminine and masculine energies, as well as my own perception of societal norms regarding these things. Once I understood that we all have both energies flowing through us, it made a big difference in how I approach myself on any given day. Now the shadow is something that's the dark and emotional aspect of our psyche. These are the things that we often view as bad and unhealthy. Here's an excerpt I found from betterup.com that I thought was pretty good. So for example, say that you were often teased for being talkative as a child. Believing you, quote, talk too much, you start retreating within, weighing every conversation to see if you did it again. One day someone makes an innocuous comment while you're preparing for a presentation. Be careful not to put too many words on that slide. And at that time, then you become furious. Why? It wasn't the comment, the presentation, or even whether or not there were too many words on the slide. It was the part of you that was emotionally invested in not being a chatterbox. Anything that threatens the way you present yourself to the world that is, brings your shadow self into the light, will be seen as a threat to your identity and ultimately your safety. What makes up your shadow depends on what you subconsciously reject within yourself. We usually hear this come up as negative self-talk. Often these rejected parts of ourselves are the result of childhood experiences. Again, that was from betterup.com. There's so many people I've seen do similar behaviors when certain things or events crop up. P other people look on in disbelief if the reaction was over the top, or they may talk about the person after they've left because their behavior is just so different. One guy I work with comes to mind. He is so self-centered and narcissistic in his behaviors. Deep down I can see the potential he has as a human being, but he's limited by being unaware of his sh shadow. His whole life seems to be filled with perpetual dissatisfaction and it seems that that stems because he's never fully and really truly looked inward enough to realize his own shadow. Looking inward toward our shadow will allow us to be freer than we ever thought possible. After all, how can we fully be ourselves if we deny the existence of a part of our being? We also don't want to move through life with our shadow dragging along and slowing us down. The life God intends for us can't fully be reached if we have this entire unacknowledged part of us hanging out. We also need to realize that what's our shadow is parts of our life that didn't go well, and those experiences are still a part of us. In the end, if we reject or don't acknowledge our shadows, then we're rejecting ourselves. Our shadow is us at one point in time. 
we have to bring that in and acknowledge and accept the supposed unwanted and undesirable parts of ourselves to fully be whole. Love yourself and give comfort to that part of you that existed at your worst. It can help to heal and inform you at some point currently or in the future when you're at your best. One thing before you go, please subscribe to our podcast. It makes a huge difference for us to be able to reach more people just like you. Feel free to leave a rating if you like this episode. Find us on Instagram and threads, Daru underscore project. Also, Daru project on Medium for written articles. I'm Ross A. Schweitzer with the Daru Project. Remember, the spark of God is in each of us.